Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630-CHAD. Everything we've done since training camp is we want to earn the right to be a playoff team. Richard Lovesame! Mike Smith! A game saver! And he got run over by Zach Cassian. He like one of those top teams, and we're working our way to that level. Connor McDavid danced around Morgan Ryan. Denied by Smith, who saves the game again. Josh Archibald wins the game! My message today is we're trying to win. One-timer score! Leon Dreisaitl right circle! No risk, no game. And now we're going to have a goalie for action! This is NHL overtime! This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Leon Dreisaitl. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. It is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. This is Oilers Now. Uh, This was an important date in the history of Nirvana back in 1994. Uh, This is the date, unfortunately, that uh, they found the body of one uh, Kurt Cobain after uh, he took his own life due to a mental health issue. Uh, we're going to try to uh, lighten the mood a bit on today's edition of Oilers. Now, we will have updates on the half hours of COVID-19 pandemic with Eileen Bell, and we'll continue coverage throughout the course of the day, including at 2 o'clock today with Jay Lynn Nye. Coming up, uh, several of our regular Wednesday contributors to the show. We'll have Brian Lawton from the NHL Network at 1235, David Staples from the Cult of Hockey, in the Edmonton Journal at 105 today, and NHL insider John Shannon. Of course, you can reach us at any time on our River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. River Cree, uh, like many other businesses right now, shut down. Uh, once we get fired back up, they'll be right back at her. And you can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors, ready for your pregame warm-up. Back in the 630 Chet Studios, we welcome to the show Brendan Escott. Hello, Brendan. How are you? I'm doing pretty good today, Bob. How are you doing? 
Not bad, not bad. Trying a little bit different setup today, so hopefully we'll have a little bit more audio uh, consistency. Uh, obviously, I've got a, a lot of calls over the last 24 hours uh, on Colby Cave. Uh, unfortunately, at this stage, we don't have anything else to report other than what the Oilers put out via Twitter yesterday. Truly a, a tragic uh, set of circumstances. He remains in an induced coma after uh, uh, having a uh, brain bleed and then a cyst uh, removed uh, late yesterday at Sunnybrook Hospital in Toronto. Uh, we will tell you that uh, we're going to go fairly quickly today into Oilers now. We got a fair amount of feedback yesterday uh, on Rich Winter, longtime NHL agent's appearance on Oilers now, into the Oilers now audio vault for direct workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray and online at directworkwear.com. And I, you know, Rich had a real uh, sort of an interesting perspective on things. The fact that, you know, hockey's going to come back differently. It's going to be changed and it can be a microcosm of bigger issues in society that are going to change as we deal with the ongoing situation of COVID-19 and eventually do come out of it. Here's Rich Winner on reigniting hockey as a whole when the pandemic ends. How does hockey come out of this? It has unique challenges compared to soccer and basketball. We can't just throw a pair of running shoes at kids and say, hey, give this game a shot. How are we going to deal with that? People like the Comrie family have started equipment banks in Edmonton and Calgary to provide equipment for younger kids that can't afford it. Um, and how devastating it is. I live in Riverbend, and I remember being on a walk one day, and I encountered a young man named Christian. And he had lost his mother, couldn't, couldn't get into his apartment where we live. And he was living across from the low-income housing across the street. And as we were trying to ex, you know, help him find his mom and deal with his, 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 his situation, his two friends came across from the um, low-income housing across the street, curious what, you know, who this strange guy was dealing with their buddy Christian. We ended up working through all of the issues, and you know, I talk about what this interest to me. I talked about hockey, got them engaged in hockey, and all three of them said to me and looked at me with eager young eyes saying to me that they wished they could play hockey with their friends. And I thought to myself, don't we have to rethink the way our society is? Don't we have to rethink the opportunities we're providing to kids? How, how helpful it is for three young men who live less than three blocks from my home aren't able to afford and have no opportunity to play the game that we all grew up playing. Those things have to be thought about and maybe at times like this when we're struggling with our own health, with our own fears, with friends struggling with jobs, maybe this is the time we think of what's important. I had a great conversation with one of my colleagues in Sweden today and think about how Sweden manages the difference between the rich and the poor. Taxes are higher don't particularly like that but the income redistribution in a place like sweden cre creates a situation where very few young men and women in those in, in a country like sweden are prohibited from having access to what young kids here who have limited circumstances have i mean kids in sweden there's no if you're a half decent and talented young athlete you can play at a club you can play soccer you can play hockey you can play all of those things here we can't 
that just seems wrong to me. So I think there's your, your point's well taken, but who's going to get together? Who's going to think of these things? Who's going to collect a group? Brandon Shanahan, if you remember, during one of the last lockouts, convened just such a group. Who's going to do that? We should all be talking about how to, re, you know, sort of retrofit our game and deal with some of those challenges you talked about because now is that time because we won't get that time when we're struggling to save the game in a month or a year. All right, that's Rich Winter from yesterday's appearance on Oilers Now. The Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings at Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. Obviously, there's going to be some real changes uh, moving forward. I think that's a given. There's an opportunity for the NHL and the NHLPA. Uh, the, the players opted out of shutting down the CBA for 2020. They extended it automatically to 2022. That was done in the fall of this year. I believe the NHL needs to be in a position where they have labor peace in 2030. Uh, there's going to be a significant uh, market correction in terms of salary here, I'd suggest, in the short term. And... Uh, it's going to take some time to rebuild the business for hockey uh, because, frankly, there's way bigger and far more important things uh, dealing with the COVID-19 uh, pandemic moving forward for everybody out there in society. And hockey, even though it's first and foremost for a lot of you in terms of your passions, there's there's going to be hard decisions made coming out of this in terms of where you spend your money. So maybe there's not going to be, well, I mean, logic dictates there won't be the same amount of money moving forward, uh, at least to start. Let's get into today's Grey Rock Exteriors top story. Mother Nature wreaks havoc on your home. Book your free, no obligation inspection today. Visit greyrockexteriors.ca. It's a two-parter today. The first part, Gary Bettman uh, appeared on uh, NBC yesterday. He had this to say on the National Hockey League's plans moving forward. From an NHL standpoint, and I'm sure this is what the other leagues are doing, uh, we're viewing all of our options. We want to be ready to go as soon as we get a green light. And the green light may not be crystal clear because there may still be some places in the country where you can't play and other places where you can. Uh, We're looking at all options. Nothing's been ruled in. Nothing's been ruled out. And it's largely going to be determined what we do uh, by how much time there is, because we have next season to focus on as well, and and the health of the country. And by the country, I mean both Canada and the U.S., obviously. Canada in certain parts in better shape than other parts. Uh, obviously, anywhere from, uh, you know, 450 to, uh, well, some days it's been around eight or 900 in the province of Quebec, between Ontario and Quebec in terms of the daily new cases. Conversely, B.C. has cut theirs down considerably in terms of new cases for COVID. Alberta had a positive day yesterday with just 25 new cases. Edmonton with uh, basically 350 of the 1,400 cases in the province of Alberta. Alberta testing at roughly 2% in terms of positive cases of the 67,000 cases that have been done. Those numbers provided by Alberta Health. Speaking of COVID, Bettman uh, re-engages in the conversation and says the National Hockey League is trying to do their part in the battle of this worldwide pandemic. There aren't a lot of answers yet. What we can do, and which we did when, when we took the pause, was we we wanted to make sure that our, our people, players in particular, were healthy, uh, that we weren't part of spreading the virus, uh, and that our community has basically been uh, self-isolated We've, we've only had seven players uh, who tested positive, five on one team. 
and that wasn't surprising. It was a team that had a fly cross country and somebody was infected on the plane. Uh, there have been a number of tests and, and uh, uh, they have been negative. But in the final analysis, we're all as a family, as a league, doing what we have to do to keep our people healthy and not be part of the problem. All right, uh, that's uh, Gary Bettman. So that's part one of our top story. Part two is, theoretically, if there hadn't been a COVID-19 pandemic, the Edmonton Oilers would have been starting the playoffs either today or tomorrow. And what I want to know from you right now, and you can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, is what do you think the Oilers' four lines, three sets of defense, and starting goaltending would have looked like had the Edmonton Oilers started today. So I'll give you mine. You don't have to agree. You can completely disagree. I'll start in goal. To start, I would have gone with Miko Koskinen uh, to start because Mike Smith, being an experienced guy, has been able to uh, come off the bench and uh, he played very well last year for the Calgary Flames. So I would start Koskinen. I, I think that Koskinen's been a little bit more consistent this season. Maybe he hasn't had quite the same high end that Smith has had but has probably been more consistent on a game-by-game -game basis. My three sets of defense would have been Clefbaum and Larson, Nurse with Bear, and Jones with Mike Green, under the assumption that Mike Green would have been back up and ready to play. That would have left Russell and Benning, and it would have been a hard decision between Green and Benning for me on third-pairing right shot D. I don't think you could have gone wrong in either situation. And then up front, again, under the uh, sort of perspective that Joe Kim Nygaard would have been ready to go, I would have had McDavid with Neal and Cassian, Drysaddle with RNH and Yamamoto, Sheehan with Nygaard and Archibald, Athanasiu with Kara and Chason. And of course, that would have meant that you would have had the option of putting in Tyler Innes and um, Gaetan Haas. So the owners would have had 14 forwards as an option. They would have had 8D. You could have gone with Koskinen or Smith in goal as well. And at this stage, realistically, the uh, Bakersfield Condors would have been out. It You might have been in a scenario where you could have had Evan Bouchard as part of a taxi squad here as well. I'd allow you to include him and Tyler Benson in the lines as well. So, again, text us at 780-496-0063. My lines again, McDavid with Neil and Cassian. Drysaddle with RNH and Yamamoto. Sheehan with Nygaard and Archibald. Kara with Athanasiu and Chason. And it would have been hard for me to have kept Tyler Innes in particular out of the lineup. And then you would have had Gaetan Haas as a center option. And part of the reason why I would have gone with Kara early is a little bit more size up front. On defense, Clefbaum and Larson, Nurse and Bear, Jones and Green. That experience with Green combining with Jones. But you would have had Russell and you would have had Benny. So you would have, you would have had a deep set of defense and some options there. And I would have, would have gone with Koskinen in goal. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Back at the 630 Chet Studios, Mr. Escott. I know I sprung this on you late. But, you did, uh, and I've been frenetically like scratching this out. Time to do so, so give it a shot. What do you got? Well, this is interesting because you and I were on the same page on most of this, except for a couple of things. I am going to plug Athanasiu up alongside McDavid and Cassian because I believe that's what the idea was in acquiring him in the first place. So I believe that at this point, there would probably have been enough of an adjustment period. I'd feel comfortable rolling him out. I want that speed on that top line. So he skates with McDavid and Cassian. Of course, the second line remains untouched. 
coach. That was one of the best lines in the league, if not the best. My third line is Shan, Archibald, and Joe Kim Nygaard. I think that's probably most third lines. And then it's amazing how many of these tough decisions we have to make on that fourth line all of a sudden. I had forgotten all about Tyler Ennis, so I scratched one out. He is now my fourth line left winger, centered by Gaetan Haas and James Neal down on that line. I like Neal as more of a power play specialist. I think it's going to be a little too pacey at times for him in these playoffs. So I'll put him down there. I'll let him do his thing on the special teams. And that leaves you with Chason and Kara sitting on the sideline. So a little bit of size. You can plug Chason into that similar James Neal role if need be. On the back end, we're pretty much identical. Clefbaum, Larson, Nurse, Bear. And uh, and I had... This is a tough one for me. I think Mike Green's experience is definitely coveted on that back end. Is Jones, do I have faith in this year and Caleb Jones to go through an entire playoff? I'm not sure. That's a tough one for me. But uh, if he's keeping the shots together. Remember, just hmm? to start. Just to start? All right, yeah. Well, you know what? I think he showed enough. If that's the case, then you move forward with it. And uh, Mike Smith, I think, is as charismatic as he's been and, and what I really believe he's meant to that room, he gets the start in goal. All right, there you have it. So fire us off what you're going to roll with if the Edmonton Oilers uh, had opened up the playoffs today. And you can text us again at 780-496-0063 on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. When we come back, uh, we'll hook up with Brendan Escott for NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing. I spoke to Drew Shamahorn yesterday. Elite is still open for business, building tailored branded programs where your order is done on time, every time. Elite Promotional Marketing. This is Oilers Now. The police called after midnight when they caught our son at a drinking party. It was a real wake-up call. A policeman suggested we try Al-Anon family groups. I didn't want to go to a meeting, but I'm glad I did. Are you troubled by someone else's drinking? You might be surprised at what you could learn in an Al-Anon family group from people just like you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Call 1-888-4-ALANON or go to alanon.org. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stopper on 630 Chat text to get to on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 1224 in Edmonton. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now. This text says, Bob, if it's me, Koskinen starts at home, Smith on the road, shutout breaks the routine. Same as uh, the season. Koskinen's number is way stronger at home, Smith better on the road. Another texter, Trent, has said, Bob, I go with Athanasiu with McDavid and Cassian. Drysaddle with R&H uh, and Yamamoto. Tyler Innes centering James Neal and Alex Chase on. Hmm, that's interesting. And Riley Sheehan between Nygaard and Archibald. So he is taking Haas, 
out of the lineup and Cairo out of the lineup. Clefbaum with Larson, Nurse with Bear, Russell and Green. That comes to us from Trent. Another texter says, Bob, you need to delineate if Edmonton's opponent is Vancouver or Calgary because it would theoretically make a difference to the Oilers' potential lineup. Keep them coming. Let us know what you think. Text us at any time at 780-496-0063 to NHL Today, Elite Promotional Marketing, and here's Brendan Escott. Former Swiss national goaltender Florence Schelling accepted a position as the general manager of SC Bern in the Swiss League, making her the first female GM of a top club-level men's hockey team. The 31-year-old is a veteran of 11 world championships and four Olympic games. In fact, she was named the tournament MVP in Sochi in 2014. A third Colorado Avalanche player has tested positive for COVID-19, but has been in self-isolation, has not had close contact with anybody from the team. That brings the total to eight, with five Senators also testing positive. Tori Krug told NHL.com he hopes he hasn't played his last game as a Bruin, adding it's been a special special place for him and his family to grow. The pending unrestricted free agent says he has not been in extension talks with Boston, though, since the league went on pause. CCM is donating 500,000 surgical masks to the frontline healthcare personnel as production in their Montreal facility shifted to aid the pandemic relief efforts. And two Oil Kings, Bob, checked in on NHL Central Scouting's final rankings. Jake Neighbors climbing up to number 26. That's up from number 30 in January. Josh Williams ranked 210th out of 217 total prospects. So if you want to range for what that's going to mean, because those are North American rankings for Jake Neighbors, traditionally kind of multiply by 1.5. So if he's ranked 26, that would put him in the range around 39. Uh, I have the belief that Neighbors will go higher than 39 in the upcoming NHL entry draft. He has some of the intangibles that would suggest that he'd be a highly competitive player. And you got to hit on second-round picks. You'd look no further than the Tampa Bay Lightning and their cavalcade of support stars that they've gotten through uh, drafts, uh, through rounds later than round one. Even look at the genesis of the emergence of the growth on the Oilers' defense and why, uh, regardless of what happens this year, uh, and, and, you know, you have to be pragmatic. I mean, and we're going to talk about this a bit coming up with our headliner today for touchback safety, Brian Lawton. Uh, we may not play again this season. We might not play until November of next year. But the Oilers are in pretty good shape. And part of the reason why the Oilers are in pretty good shape, obviously, they've got McDavid and Dreisaitl. That's a given. But they've also got the emergence of a couple defensemen, guys that they got in rounds four and five. And if they could get some support forwards going here on top of Yamamoto in the next couple of years, they'll be in real good shape. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. More on COVID-19 pandemic. Back with Brian Lawton on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.